We're so excited to have you join us today as we have another episode of the Vision for the Valley podcast. Season three is going on here. I'm your host, Joe Velarde, and I'm so excited today with me, I have Tyson Utesh. And Tyson and I have known each other for many, many years. I'm, I'm friends with his parents. And then throughout his middle school and high school journey, I've been able to get to know him. And so today is a part of a, a process that his dad wanted for him, for other men to pour into his life, to speak into him. And I happen to, to be one of the guys that uh, he chose and asked to do that. And I'm honored that I get to do that and get to be a part of that. And I'm looking forward uh, for you to hear from Tyson in his own life and in his in what what it is that uh, he's doing and, and how he's growing as a leader as well. Um, and so Tyson, we're glad to have you here with us today, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. Appreciate yeah. you having me. Awesome, great. man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Tyson. Um, well, I'm 17. I'm a rising senior at uh, Salisbury High School. Um, I play basketball and track, which is kind of like my main thing right now. I've really kind of like grown into track. I'm a pole vaulter on the track team. And it seems like I might be playing golf this year, my oh. senior year. So, Wow, really? Yeah, which it, it's not really me. I mean, I'm not going to be any good, but it'll be fun. A couple of my friends are doing it, so it'll be good. That's awesome, man. So you were doing basketball and now you're focusing more on the track piece of things, yeah, right? And sure. starting some golf and golf as well. Um, are you watching these NBA playoffs? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, I've never been a huge fan of the NBA, but like yeah. you have to on the zone, you know? Okay. So who you who you picking to win? Um, well, I mean, I like I like Booker, so I think I'm going with the Suns. The Suns. All right. Yeah. You heard it first here, guys. <laughs> this guy's, guy's picking the uh, Phoenix Suns to win it all. Uh, but man, it's it's awesome to have you here with us. And what, tell me a little bit about that decision to to go away from basketball to focus primarily on track and field. Um, well, a lot of it comes from uh, we have. It's a pretty small school at Salisbury. It's pretty like tight knit community. So if you're an athlete, you're a three sport athlete. It's like pretty much how it is. So you kind of like pick what you what you get into so I was playing baseball basketball and uh, uh, cross country through middle school and then as uh, we got into high school the middle school doesn't have a track team so I got into track and of course tracks always kind of like been around me it's like been in my life so I always kind of did it on the side but after like the first couple of years of like being on my team and everything and really uh, kind of starting to to win as like a team and everything that really uh, made me kind of like favor track. And the other thing was uh, uh, it, for basketball, it seems like the coach's team, like we have a pretty historically successful program and he runs it a great way. He's a very knowledgeable coach, but you know, it's, it seems like it's his team. Whereas track, you know, it's like our team. And it, that probably helps because it's an individual sport, not necessarily a team sport. And I think I like kind of just like strive when it's an individual sport as mean the teammates and the coach is not as if, if you if you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah no that makes sense so just for those who don't know tell them who your parents are what they do because you, so, you mentioned yeah the idea that you've been around track and field your whole life yeah. so so can you tell them a little bit about um, that so my dad is the head track coach at lehigh university and my mom is the head women's cross country coach and sprint middle distance during the track season that's awesome so how has even being around that influenced you 
you, you think? Like, what, what are the things that you, as you've grown up, now you're 17. Yeah. Like, what are some of your fond memories of growing up around track and field? Well, I think I have a really unique perspective. And this is not something that a lot of people think about when I tell them that my parents are college coaches. But my, from a young age, it, my life's been, like, kind of uncensored. Like, I've been around college kids. So even though I was, like, the little kid running around, I still, you know, hear things about life and like ha the, the truth of college, really parties and the things that are happening. And uh, so I think that kind of gave me a almost like a good shield and it like gave me a good armor to like understand what I should be doing and what's going to come like later in life. So I think that's really helped me. And then from the athletic perspective, um, just being around same thing in life, being around great athletes, um, not just the college athletes, but fellow like coaches of my parents that have had pretty legendary careers and you know I'm very blessed to have seen like a lot of different perspectives and talked with people that are have been really successful in sports and that's definitely helped me I think have a pretty educated view on athletics yeah man that's awesome so as you think about track and field and as you're getting ready for the season what's it like to get ready you know like yeah. what's preparation what is it you know, just so, so those who are hearing this, even as they're considering for their own um, lives, as far as athletics are concerned, but also I, I think it's important to know that your um, proximity to track and field has helped prepare you for what you're doing now. And I think that's an important thing for us all to think about in our lives. Sometimes we think things are just wasted yeah. and, but, and they're not gonna be reused. But sometimes they show up in places that are unexpected. Like I, I know Tyson, so I've known him for many years. I, he surprised me when he was like, "Yeah, I'm shifting. Like I'm going to focus on track and field yeah. mainly, not basketball." And part of that is I'm a, a huge basketball fan. But, but also knowing Tyson, um, that meant that he really had to come to a point where he's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to commit. I'm going to go all in in this way." Um, so, what does preparation look like in even the off season and in in season how do you get ready for the different events that go on um well now that I've, I've really narrowed it down um from a training standpoint it's a lot easier to you know gear specific training towards the one event when i was doing cross country and track like the cross country training is so much different from the basketball training so much different from the track training so now that i kind of know what i want to do specifically um i'm able with like I'm starting a thing at a gym called Brick House, mm. and they have a person there that's going to write pole vault specific uh, workouts. So it's a lot more core, it's a lot more shoulders. And as you probably can tell, cross country runners don't have very broad shoulders all the time. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, it kind of be throwing me off, maybe hurting cross country doing that kind of training in that mm. season. But now that it's more specific, I'm able to gear towards one specific thing. So that sort of preparation, uh, a lot of like weight stuff off season and then in season with the vault it's really uh it's a lot like golf because you can do you kind of have to start doing the same thing every time it's so like such a technical event you don't have to be you know an insane athlete to be really good at the vault definitely helps but if you can really do the form you can jump pretty high so i think that a lot of it is uh repetition and like getting a lot of jumps in and that that is kind of how you nail down the uh, technique part of it. Well, that's really cool, cool to, to hear. Cause I think 
you know, as, as you look at that in your own lives, as we hear this, um, there's something about getting specific. Mm-hmm. There's something about uh, preparation, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm targeting a specific muscle group and I'm narrowing it down. Yes, you can do a lot of different things, but sometimes when you when you narrow it down like that, it helps you to then be more effective yeah. at what you're pursuing. Um, I, I'm a guy that loves variety. It's like the spice of life for me personally. Yeah. But I think in this context, you know, it's difficult to be able to do the thing that you're really passionate about if you're not targeting on like one specific area. And I think in life too, sometimes, you know, we try to do too many things versus, hey, what if I pick the one to three yeah. things uh, and prioritize them? You mentioned also that you you go to this, this facility and they're working on a, a, a specific training regimen. What, where's that at? This- um, it's kind of close to the athletic campus of Lehigh. If you know where Yanni's Tavern is, mm, right yeah, across yeah. right across the street from there. Um, I've just kind of talked to the guy so far. I was going to start this summer, but uh, it's been pretty hectic with uh, uh, weddings and everything going on with my, my grandmother's basement, which recently flooded. So I haven't really been here to get into a, you know, a consistent cycle with him. And also my pole vault club is moving locations right now mm. so they've been closed for a little while but i have gotten in some meat uh just like as an unattached vaulter and i have a camp coming up this week through the my club so that's awesome so how big is that facility that you're talking about it's called brick brick house yeah um my neighbor actually runs it and it's actually it's not huge um i think it was 175 feet long and probably only uh 50, 60 feet wide. So for, when you think of a gym, you know, it's not, not a huge place, but they have, uh, most of it would be agility and then they have squat rack and stuff for like the pure muscle. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're going to get bulked up, man. You're going to get swole up. All right. I'm hoping. Okay. All right. Watch out, man. Watch out. So I know another area of interest for you is the area of of business. Mm -hmm. And I, I was curious, how did that come about for you? You know, just as a 17 year old, like what, what was it in you that said, Hey, business is something I'm interested in. Um, well, I, when I, from like a young age, when I just thought of success, you know, I kind of like thought of a businessman and that may sound a little selfish, but I think there's like a lot that you can do with success from there, even through, uh, like how you can tie it into the Bible. And I'll talk about that later. Kind of like my plan, how I want to, you know, kind of make disciples and everything. But I kind of just saw the, the numbers kind of interest me and the connections. And I feel like business, just as much as it is numbers and math, it's relationships. And, you know, I really like appreciate relationships, partnerships. Um, without my friends and family, I like could not, you know, get through life. I'm definitely uh, a little bit extroverted, I think. So I think in business, if I could make strong partnerships and how much I appreciate uh, the numbers part of it, I think that just, you know, kind of. I drew to that a lot. So, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me even as, as I was hearing more about this in you, because I, I think one of the things that I've noticed about you through the years is your desire to see things move forward and to start something, whether it was to, to generate money for a specific need mm-hmm. um, to help somebody or to help an organization that's helping others. Like I, I remember specifically you doing that time yeah. and time again, and and even the relational aspect of saying, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna connect with others. I want to um, 
really be about people and understanding, yes, there's the math side and the finance part of it, but to not lose the perspective of, yes, it's a part of it, you know, but it yeah. is about connection and relationships as well. And so it, it didn't surprise me when you were going down this path of it. And I'm an identical twin brother for those of you who don't know this, who owns a Chick-fil-A. And so it's been fun even, you know, starting to try to connect these guys a little bit and, and to let them be able uh, to, to really help uh, one another in, in, in order to take next steps, whether that's, you know, Tyson looking to work there or you're to learn more about business as well. And so as you, as you think about that idea of, of business, I know that you're looking to start a business and, and mm -hmm. tell me if I'm misspeaking here, um, but what, what, kind of, what kind of business are you starting? Um, well, it's, it's actually really interesting how uh, my kind of athletic life is like completely opposite and like juxtaposed with how I like my future and like, I guess you could say my business life. Right now I'm, I'm narrowing down in my athletic life, whereas in my business life, you could say is just getting started. I'm trying to cast as wide of a net as possible. Yeah. And there's like no narrowing. So uh, formerly I resold shoes, which see, doesn't seem like a huge market, but it's become like over the last couple of years, a huge thing where you buy shoes for retail and uh, resell them just because uh, the scarcity the yeah. aftermarket. Do you, do you resell them on like eBay or? Yeah, eBay. Uh, there's an app called Goat, which is like just use StockX, yeah. which is all like streetwear stuff. Mm -hmm. And then uh, more recently, I've uh, just downloaded this app Nextdoor, which is kind of like a Facebook group for your neighborhood. And I just put out there, hey, I'm a 17 year old looking like serve i can landscape i can do do whatever and i've had a couple things uh that haven't worked out but actually today was my third kind of estimate that i went and did and it was honestly like a pretty cool experience it was an amazing woman that i met um she's a christian she's going through a really hard time right now her husband just got out of surgery who usually does lawn um had surgery on her spine her father had just passed away so she's going through a really hard time so it was really nice that i could just go over there and you know like that would be my first one like it's really good that my first like job that i independently nailed down can be you know such like a, a good solid like we kind of like my dad talked to her for a while about uh, his dad passing away and like we got emotional. Like it was the first time I ever met her and it was like, it was just a really great experience. So, so yeah, I'm hoping to expand a little bit when it comes to uh, doing those landscaping jobs and just stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to that kind of expanding on its own too. Yeah. I think there's something powerful about entrepreneurship. So an entrepreneur is the idea of starting something um, as a way to potentially earn an income, but also an entrepreneur is someone who, even if you're not a founder or start something, you have that mindset where you're like, hey, what could be here? If, if, whether you're working in an organization, how can we solve this problem in a unique way? It's being able to see it from a different angle and perspective. And I think there's, there's something really uh, impactful about even what you said about hey, I'm just going to start something. I'm going to start, uh, whether it's buying these shoes for retail and then, and then selling them. Uh, I'm going to put myself out there and see about the lawn, lawn uh, care and, and who would be interested in my neighborhood. And yeah, like part of the process, I think, which we all need to hear, you got to get comfortable with no's. 
Yeah, because part of anything you're starting, whether you're starting a, a lawn care business or you're starting a church or you're starting any form of organization, there are going to be times, you know, which I remember very vividly when I was starting Riverbend Community Church where I served the lead, as the lead pastor and, and I was uh, getting this thing going right during the recession and you're yeah. coming out of, uh, uh, we're coming out of COVID now as well. And one of the, the things that was hard to, to understand initially was um, that no is just part of the process, but it doesn't mean that the no uh, hinders you from continuing to go. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can allow the no's to get in the way of our going and taking the next step. And from that, those obstacles came opportunities. Um, and, and I think about that, even what you're talking about. So the obstacle for me was, hey, a lot of people don't have the money right now because of the yeah. recession. But the opportunity was like, okay, so how can I make it more tangible yeah. that it could be doable for them? Maybe they can't commit to some large amount of money at this moment in time. But what they started to do is, hey, we can pay for rent, yeah. you know, for, for you guys to gather and me. And then over time, that built up to all the the rents uh, for the, the weekly gathering to be paid for. And then it would turn into monthly partnerships with people who invested in what we're doing here. And hey, we're still going. Yeah. We started since two, we started in 2009 and, and this is surely God's grace. And we're thankful for that and active of how good he's been to us. But I, I think about that, what you're saying too, is like not letting the no's get in the way of us yeah. going, right? Because yeah. we can let no hinder us you know, from going and, and the no may mean, Hey, I don't go. Yeah. Uh, but, but we, it, that's not actually what it means. Sometimes it may mean that, but oftentimes it's a redirection. It's an opportunity. And I think about that for what you were doing. Yeah. I think a great way to put it is uh, a setback is a setup for a comeback. Yeah. And, you know, coming out of COVID coming out of a recession, those yeah. are pretty good setbacks. <laughs> those are pretty big setbacks. Yeah. So I think it, and at it's clear to see, you know, like what you've built. That was a pretty good comeback too. So yeah. I'm hoping that, yeah, we can yeah. see that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's important to see that because I think it'd be easy to look at. It's a, I love that. A setback is, hey, that means the end is near. Well, no, actually it's the, the future's near. Yeah. <laughs> the setback can, is a setup for a comeback. And and we're, we're watching that happen. And even uh, guys like yourself who are saying, hey, what could be here and and I wanted to ask you I know that we were talking about what your future plans hold and, and we're going to talk specifically what you envision but I wanted even as we're on this business path here tell them what you told me prior to going to college what would you like to be able to do oh well I kind of want to get my uh, real <laughs> estate license like as soon as possible um when you turn 18 it's it's a lot simpler process than than you would think but I think it'd be a good way to kind of get me through uh, college because um, I looked at like joining Remax as a realtor and a Berkshire Hathaway, a lot of places like that. And they have amazing commissions percentage. And I think that that would be a good way, obviously, to if you're selling a house to somebody, you got to form a pretty good connection. Mm-hmm. So that's where the relationship part that I like comes in. And then uh, the finance of real estate is probably what I long run would like to get into in business is some sort of real estate. So I think being a realtor would be a great way to start. And if I could do it in the summers at college, get, you know, a pretty penny from a commission, that would be pretty good towards student loans and kind of use that to like get through, get myself through college and everything. I think that would be, you know, it fit in pretty well. So what do you think that comes from? Like, I mean, cause this is like kind of a non-traditional idea. 
that you're describing? Where did that yeah. come from? Well, I mean, initially, I kind of liked architecture yeah. and engineering, yeah. and I just I liked houses. So I would anytime I went to somebody's like new houses, I'd be like, uh, look around and just like you know see what they had, and I don't know, I'd be like, oh, I like that whitewashed brick. I like that, and I got pretty well at like identifying types mm. like that. Mm. And I was like, I think I could. Think I could do this. I could see the good and bad in house and everything. So I, I kind of liked that, and it kind of went into, uh, well, how can I, you know, do that for a living? And I was like, well, I could be a realtor. And then I kind of just looked into it, and uh, it's about seventy-five hours of, of reported studying and two exams. So I could probably get it, you know, within three weeks of turning eighteen, and then do it in high school if I had time. But yeah, so that that's just what kind of brought me into it. That's really cool. And I, I think what I love about that is to not let yourself be locked into a way. Uh, I think it takes imagination to see a, another way in a way that would really help you in the long term, yeah. you know, and, and I think all of us have the ability, we have uh, to use our imagination and to, to dream. And we have the ability to follow through as well, but it takes discipline. It takes um, thought and energy. And I think it also requires us to know ourselves. So like not everybody could be a real estate agent or not everybody should be. And, and what I mean by that is not that you couldn't technically do it. Yeah. It means that, Hey, maybe you're not genius in that way. Patrick Lencioni talks about that. There's these six types of geniuses. And as you think about what you possess, you have a unique genius, just like my friend Tyson does. He has a unique genius that allows him to do that, but don't be afraid of your genius. You have something to offer. Yeah. And I love that about Tyson. He's not waiting for it to be perfectly figured out before he starts. Hey, you know what? I'm going to try some things. I'm going to, I'm going to see what actually sticks and, and, you know, I'm going to cast the net wide. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no shame in trying. And even if you don't end up staying with it long-term, it allows you to be informed about yourself and about actually what works and what, allows you to, to flourish as a person, your gifts, your passions, as well as meeting the specific needs of those that you're trying to serve. And yeah. that, that's the sweet spot, right? When we can yeah. figure those things out. So as we think about you now being a 17 year old, you're so old. I just turned 41, by the way. So <laughs> I, I, I jokingly say that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, what's the future you envision for yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I want to go to college obviously and probably major in some sort of business with like a focus in real estate um but again you know a finance degree doesn't you know that is still pretty pretty wide net so i'm not entirely sure what i want to do now as a, a career but um in the ways of like uh kind of like spreading god's word i kind of look at my demographic and uh kids in high school or kids in high school, kids in college, right out of college. And it seems like that they're kind of out of reach from the church. And it's pretty hard to like get them into the church because mm -hmm. maybe a lot of them have been around it, grew up around it. But then, you know, there's better ways that they'd want to spend their Sunday, their Sunday morning. So I was trying to think of ways that I could in involve that demographic. And the main thing was like, what do I talk about with my friends? You know, cars, uh, shoes, clothes, basketball track, dirt bikes, like stuff like that. And I was like, how can I use that kind of as a, a vessel? Hmm. And I thought, um, 
you know, something like car meat for Christ, you know, mm-hmm. like try to subtly put it in there. And uh, the thing that I think Chick-fil-A, like we were talking about earlier, does really well is you, you walk into a Chick-fil-A and it's not, we love Jesus, like right there. Everybody knows it, but it's like the atmosphere, you know, mm-hmm. it's a subtle, mm-hmm. it's a subtle thing. You think, why are the employees so happy? You're like, why is this better than walking into McDonald's? And it's kind of just like, I think God has a good way of kind of being like radioactive. Like mm-hmm. you don't really see the waves, that, but they're, you feel them, you know what I mean? They like kind of hit you. So I think if you can get some, a group of people that aren't uh, fully like involved in, in Christ and subtly have mm-hmm. them feel it like at some sort of car meet at a shoe convention, but your mission is spreading the word, then they're going to feel it. And they're going to ask questions. Why is, why does it feel different here? Why is everybody happier here? And then once they start asking them questions, that's their submission. That's them letting you in. And then that's when you can really like spread the word. And that's when it becomes productive. Cause if I was talking to my friends, you know, about Buck's sons and I spring on them, Hey, what's your relationship like with, with Jesus? They're going to be, they're going to be set back. But if I can, you know, have a positive conversation talking about basketball and they're like, Hey man, like you, you seem a lot happier lately. Like what's going on that there it is. That's the pathway. In, and that's how you let them in. So I think we can't, you know, we can use those vessels, like the stuff that uh, my age group likes as ways, almost like a Trojan horse <laughs> to yeah. get in and get in or have them open up. And then that's how you really productively like spread the word. So Uh, in the long run that's the other thing with business and you know success you know having a party music on in the background they don't totally notice but yeah just like have them open up have them like get in that's how you do it yeah so let me ask you a couple follow-up questions are you looking to go to lehigh university oh that's a that's a big question everybody (laughs) i swear once a day i I was i was i was gonna see like hey is this gonna be where you drop it like this is where i'm going there yeah that's it's on the table but what what schools are on the table if you're okay um, answer that no pressure we'll hold you to it Um, monmouth university uh lehigh's there uh, mostly local schools, uh, Bryant, which is in uh, Rhode Island, yeah. uh, kind of Hofstra, but they don't really have a track team. So I'm not sure. And that's the other thing is I'm still deciding if I'm going to do track in college. I definitely want to, but uh, it, it all depends on where I go. So. Especially when you're a real estate guru, you know, yeah. are you going to have, are you going to have time for that? Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's another question for you. Like I, I hear this idea of business and spreading uh, the the Jesus way, and I love the radioactive thing. So let me ask you, like, who do you have to become to join uh, Jesus and what He has for you? What what do you? How do you want Him to form you, shape you, your character? Like, what, what comes to mind for you? Um, well, I think personally, I kind of uh, struggle with consistency. Mm. Um, like, I kind of like you know it's hard because schedules are busy, but like, and coming to church isn't all of it, but you know, one day I'll be really in like, what is like listening to God? Like, what is, what does God want me to do today? What is my mission for like this day, month? And then the next day I'll just kind of be like going through the motions. So, and I'm definitely happier when I'm thinking like, you know, what is, what is on my plate today? So I, if I could kind of round out my consistency and kind of be every day, 
thinking about that as like the first thing on my mind, then I think that would like kind of form me better as a person. Yeah, I think I think consistency is hard for us all, you know, and I think it's it's not perfection's direction, as mm-hmm. as my friend just recently told me. So I think the direction to go towards that, you know, um, I I think one of the ways that we build that is even when we're not showing up. Like for example, I'll use the the, the idea of getting ready for the season for you. Yeah. Okay, so you missed a workout. Okay, like there's a tomorrow. Yeah. So don't let what happened yesterday impede what you could do today, you know, um, and, and, and then the next day and then the next day and, and doing the next thing, um, the right, next right thing for the next 24 hours and committing yeah. in that way, I think over time builds this consistency, you know. And so as you think about that in your own life, what steps do you think you need to take uh, to, to really achieve not only the consistency side of things but just the things that you're excited about and you're looking forward to for the future uh yeah uh the thing that i'm working on right now is and i i think i've heard, i heard this from you originally it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way so when i am you know i don't have like jesus on my mind like that's not where i want to be but i am human like this is a low point i got to recognize that it's a low point it's okay that it's a low point but i can't st- I can't stay there. Yes. So I think I got to be able, and I'm starting to recognize it, but now I just started to start growing out of it when I am at those low points. Yeah. Is it, is it hard for you to get out of those low points? Do you get, how does it, what does the inner, inner voice of Tyson sound like when you're blowing it? Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, that's probably <laughs> the hardest thing It's you know, my main struggle. So, I mean, the fir- when you say the inner voice, the first thing that came to mind was I just hear myself say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's just like starts off like that. And then it's like, I got to do better. Like I got to call my grandma. I got to, <laughs> I got to, you know, stuff like that. I got to build, get my connections back. I got to, yeah. you know, I like feel slipping and then I got to, I got to go do it. Yeah. And I, I think go. even moving from a place of shame or pride or fear um, to say, Hey, I know you have something for me mm-hmm. uh, that's better and I want to join you in that. And Hey, when I'm blowing it, instead of hiding and running from God, yeah. running to him with that and say, this isn't a try harder uh, walk with you. This is a trust deeper yeah. walk with you. This isn't a striving more. This is a surrendering more fully yeah. to you, which is hard if you're performative in the way that you yeah. operate, like you like to accomplish, achieve, and mm-hmm. you're very ambitious um, but to say, hey, wait a minute, like, I don't have to strive in, in the sense of earning or performing, but rather I can respond to what Jesus has said of me and done for me. And in that response, join him and trust more deeply, surrender more fully, uh, not trying to, to earn his love yeah. or his approval, but rather knowing like, I can't earn it. Yeah, It's been given, but that's my rocket fuel. Right. Yeah. It's like drinking Gatorade, right? <laughs> like to use a track and field kind of thing. Gatorade, you know, is what helps you to have the necessary electrolytes that you need to continue yeah. to go. And it re- replenishes you, refuels you, you know, in the same way we, we need that rocket fuel that is the gospel and the message of Jesus and his way of joining what he wants to do in our lives. And we all need that. I yeah. need that. Like even today, like before I got on this, this, uh, this interview with you, I, I took some time and I was reading through like Psalm 139 and Romans eight. And, mm-hmm. 
I was having a time of prayer with uh, some other pastors that are part of our, our community. And we have this Wednesday prayer meeting uh, that happens once a month. And it was just good for me. I, I needed to be yeah. reminded, wait a minute, like, okay, because there's a lot I want to get done. I get kind of, um, especially when I, there's a lot to, that I want to see happen, or there's some things that are difficult to, to deal with that are emotionally taxing for me. I don't really like to, to sit in sad emotions or yeah. I like to, all right, let's start, let's uh, be stimulated by something new and adventurous and fun. And, and yet yeah, sometimes I just need to slow down and not get stuck in those places, but slow down and be able to process them. So yeah. I, I, I was curious what that inner voice sounded like for you, because we want to be able again, to be assured as we walk with God and, and what it is he says to us through Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Anything else you'd say on the steps you're taking as far as, you know, whether it's the business side of things, the schooling side of things, or your faith? Um, yeah, I think when you get really get like deep into life, you kind of start your mindset changed. You start thinking, what do I have to do? I got to go do this. But really, it's not what do I have to do? You know, you got to, it's what it, what is like, give it to him, you know, yeah. give it to him. And then that will, uh, that will work its, itself out. And then you'll know what you have to do. And eventually if you move to, you know, the right relationship with God, I think it becomes, what do we have to do? You right. know, what, it, right. what do you and, and like your savior, to, how can we do it together? You know? That's right. That's right. Like he calls us in John 15, he says, Hey, I no longer call you slaves. He's talking to his disciples. I call you friends. Yeah. And he wants to share in this life with us. And part of that is surrendering, obviously, to him and, and what he has for us. But the part of even whether it's the, the pain of life or the purposes for our life, he wants us to share in that with him, right? Yeah. He wants us to, to uh, do it together uh, with him and, and to share in this life with him and sharing it with others too, right? Like I, I think about even what we're doing today, man, it's, it's, it's awesome to spend some time with yeah. you. But the encouragement that comes off brothers and sisters who are cheering us on and who are walking with us and who are saying, hey, you know what? We're going after what it is specifically he has for our lives. I mean, there's something about that because we need a community of people yeah. to, to cheer us on and to walk with us in that. So I wanted to ask you, as you think about those ideas, and, and really you touched on this as, as well, how does you... You know, how does your faith in Jesus play into who you're becoming, what you want to see happen? How is that playing into who you're becoming as far as not only the information you know, but I often saw call it not only information, but formation. How are you being mm -hmm. formed? And then how are you being transformed in Christ? How's that playing out in your life? Well, I think just being able, like on my journey, kind of as I go through life, it's almost like having God with you is like, kind of like a cheat code <laughs> because you can kind of like you just feel so much you know less alone even though you have family yeah. around and everything just having him to fall back on and be at the forefront of your mind it just like it makes things less stressful and obviously it's really hard to always be focused on that when there's so many distractions mm. but being able to have that re where you recenter and recenter with him and mm. kind of like rebuild and then keep going so i really think that helps and that's how he's kind of like like walking me through that's awesome man so yeah. recentering on who he is what he has for you and letting him continue to rebuild or yeah. to build upon this foundation that you have 
And I, I believe that there's been a lot of people who have helped you along the way yeah. in this journey. Can you mention some of those people? Who are the people that come to mind that have been impactful to even help shape you and mold you? Um, yeah, well, definitely uh, my parents. And Shout um, out Matt, Matt and Deb Utesh. Yeah, come on now. And lately, uh, my grandmother has really been around a lot and I really like appreciate her for a while I was having a really hard time staying motivated with basketball because I knew you know I, I just want I just want to yeah. ball this is what I want to do but uh, her uh, husband who has passed was a basketball coach mm. and he always held me accountable with basketball <laughs> so not having him around kind of made it hard and you know finding my passion and track but now she's been able to come to a lot of my games mm. and that has helped me like so much yeah. And so definitely my family and then a couple of my friends, uh, Hunter Bleem, for sure. He's he's been a Christian and he's always like kind of been around. So he's really helped me and held me accountable as well. And yeah, just a lot of different people. Yeah. How about your sister? Yeah, for sure. Don't, don't leave her out. Yeah, I, I got you, Sid Kiss. I said Come on the up. whole family, but Sid. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, definitely Sydney. The thing that I really appreciate from Sydney is, you know, she's she's a lot like me because I have my parents that are my family and a lot like me, but she's closer to my age and I can really open up to her about things that I totally, like I can't totally do it with my parents. So she's definitely been probably like one of the biggest emotional supports, just being able to like open up to her about things like that. So yeah, it's awesome. Man. That's really cool. I was just curious about that. So I wanted to also, uh, ask you, you know, I know you're working on this lawn care business and all these different things that are going, how can, if people wanted to like, Hey, I'm hearing about your business. Yeah. I want to learn more. I want to yeah. get a quote. How, how can they go about doing that? Um, my Instagram is probably, uh, the best way. Um, I guess I can just, just put my handle out there. Yeah, man, do it. Um, it's underscore Tesh. So underscore T E S C H. And then uh, it's a, like a public account. So you can just uh, direct message me on there and then you can work anything out, any lawn care needs you need. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah. man. Do you have an email or anything? That oh, you yeah. Uh, tmonk750 at gmail.com. Uh, T-M-O-N-K 750 at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. Tyson, it's been awesome. It's been great to, to have you on today. And man, we are, I just want to say this in front of those who are going to hear this. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of who you are becoming. Uh, and I'm proud of the work that God's doing in your life and through your life. I'm proud for you as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. But again, thanks for jumping on today with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man, that's awesome. Hey, make sure you connect with Tyson. And also be sure to go on our website, visionforthevalley.com. And we are so grateful again to have you join us listening in. Make sure you share this with others as well as it may be an encouragement to them. All right. We hope to see you or hear from you. And make sure that you stay tuned on other episodes that are coming.